Hey guys, I've been gone way too long. Live has been happening. Lots of live. Anyways, so another update since I haven't talked in a while. On October 18th, this is a medical update. On October 18th, I went to my doctor, my OBGYN, and she did refer me to a fertility clinic. And, oh, when was it? Thursday, I got a call from the place where I was referred to. And I got an appointment for January 6th. I am so excited about it. It's weird because, like, my closest family and friends, they know that I've been wanting this. But, you know, people you know but that don't talk to every day, they don't. So, it's weird trying to be excited and wanting to tell the whole world but you really can't because if you tell the whole world then you have to explain everything all over again and it's just a lot of work so when i got the phone call my husband was already at work so of course i called him first of course um and then i think i texted my sister-in-law after and then i called my mom because of course mom has to get the phone call (laughs) um everybody is so excited but i think the most excited are me and my husband um i don't know if i've said this but my husband has three kids 18 12 and 8 um and of course he didn't have any issues I don't think you know the normal the normal stuff but not any issues like I have um so we're both excited we for sure know we want one more because already having three that would be four and that's just four is a lot y'all I never in my life wanted four kids maybe two um But, I just have to deal with the cards that have been dealt to me. And so, I have one more, which would be four. I'm okay with that. That's an even number. That's my mom's fault. Anyways, it's an even number. And I can deal with that. The younger two the 12 and 8 they're very well behaved kids so it's not like I'm gonna have an issue from them um so I mean I got lucky I have really terrific stepchildren I don't even call them my stepchildren they're just my children um when we go out to church or wherever um other people they just say they address me as their mom and I just don't correct them because 
I know they have a pretty amazing mama. I love their mama. Um, but I also get to be their bonus mama. And having really, really terrific children. I'm very proud of them. So that is a title I'm very proud to wear. Um, anyways, so I got this phone call from the fertility clinic. Um, there's a few things that I have to do before the appointment gets there. Um, there's three tests that they want, like, right off the bat. They're already ordered. I have already done one of them through my regular OBGYN. Which is the HSG test. Now, HSG test, I think we've talked about it before, is a dye test. So, you go to an imaging center, which would be like your regular x-ray, MRI place. Um, So, my hospital has a whole imaging center. And all they do is x-rays, MRIs, and stuff like that. So, you go to this place, and you're awake for this. They put a catheter-sized needle. Um, I don't know exactly where. I think your uterus, I would think. But anyway, the dye goes up to your fallopian tubes. And it pretty much, they it's with an x-ray machine. And that's how they can tell how the dye is going up. And basically tells them is your tubes, if your fallopian tubes, are they blocked? Are they damaged? Um, whatever, like, I don't know what other things there could be wrong with them. But for sure, those two things, are they blocked or are they damaged? Um, now, mine... With one specific fallopian tube, it was very painful. I didn't think about it then. Um, that was my first time having that test. So I just thought, oh, they're just, you know, it just hurts because, well, that's dye and it's not supposed to be in there. Um, but come to find out, I had a thing called a hydrosalpinx, which is a basically a sack of fluid inside of my fallopian tube and that sack of fluid damages your eggs so I got my right fallopian tube removed um so of course they needed the test results from that test the other two tests are a ovarian reserve test. And that pretty much tells them how many eggs you have left. I don't... I think it's within your lifetime. I'm not sure how they figure that out. But I've heard it's blood work and ultrasound. I could be wrong. I haven't had that test yet. And the other test is for my husband is a semen analysis. Um, again, I don't know anything about that test, but I know that those three are already ordered. I went to my local hospital where I got my test done 
and I asked them to fax over the results of my HSG. That way, when I go to my appointment in January, all they have to do is schedule me, will schedule me for that ovarian reserve test, and then my husband for the semen analysis. Um, I'm super, super, super excited. I got lucky. I recently switched OBGYNs. Um, the first one I had was very helpful, but I think she was at the, you know, how you have, like, so much knowledge, and then, you know what I mean? I love her, and I learned so much more about my body with her, but then when I switched to this other doctor, um, she did tests that had never been done before, which is how I found out that I had high testosterone at the moment. Um, she gave me medicine to lower that, and we did that for three months. I just recently got my blood work back that my testosterone had lowered to normal levels. Um, I have also been taken off of birth control because the medicine to lower the testosterone is, um, not safe during pregnancy. It can cause birth defects. So... While I was taking that medicine, I needed to be on birth control. The theory also behind birth control is that maybe it would regulate my cycle. Now, I only took it for four months. So, I'm not sure if that's long enough to regulate my cycle. Also, PCOS is very unpredictable. So, we'll see. Um... So, for now, until my appointment, I am back on prenatals, just in case. Um, she said if I do get pregnant from now until then, to call her and she'll put me on progesterone. Um, but, basically, I just have to wait for my fertility doctor. Um... I have done so much research and read so much. And in a way, you can't ever trust what you read on the internet. But the consistent points that I have read is to get your ready. I'm sorry, to get your body ready for either IUI or IVF, which at this point, I don't know which one I will need. Um, I've read conflicting reports on it. Um, and of course, like, different people with similar health issues that I have, um, have tried different things. So, either way, to get ready for IUI or IVF, there's one consistent thing, which is drink more water. I hate anybody that knows me knows I hate water um I have been drinking more water what I do is I buy my flavoring packets and I flavor my water so that's been helping me to drink more water now um I tried drinking a coke the other day and it just didn't taste right to me 
I've drunk it because I bought it, but it was just weird. Oh, I don't like carbonated drinks much anymore. I love me some tea, though. Tea, I'll drink that any day. So, um, I've been drinking more water. Halloween just happened, so, of course, I've been eating a lot of sweets, but my body's also like, eh. Um, I'm sorry, I was trying to readjust my positioning. Um, so, of course, I've eaten more sugar and stuff the last couple of days, but my body's not that into it, so... Um, there's that. Me and my husband have talked about not necessarily going on a diet, but just adding more protein into my diet. And I know that people that are, are on diets, they say high protein, low carb. Now, I'm not cutting out all carbs necessarily. Because you really can't. But. If it's not necessary for me to. Like chips. Like if I don't have to have chips. Like with chili. I like chips with chili. If it's not like food wise like that. If it's just like. Oh I want hot Cheetos. Oh I want sour cream and onion. I want this. I want that. I'm gonna try my hardest. To not give in to it. That doesn't mean I'm going to deprive myself all the time. I'm just going to opt to not do those things. Um, so that means more home-cooked meals, which I'm okay with. I like cooking. I like cooking with my husband. Um, more water. It's winter time, so I don't know, but the exercising part. Um, this summer, I was going to try to do that, but it was so hot. My asthma was acting up. And for a minute there, I thought I was going to be able to join a gym, but it was just not financially wise to do that so I did not but anyways so for now to get ready I have to do some documentation sending to my fertility clinic mostly my like test results of tests I've done blood work I've done um stuff like that my history so, we're not starting from the bottom so they can, like, see what I've already done, what they want to repeat, what they need to look into, or whatnot. And then that's when they decide, after those two tests that I mentioned earlier, too, that are already, like, ordered for me, then they will decide, is IUI a good option, or do we need to start? jump straight into IVF. Um, they'll also tell me how much it's going to cost for the treatment. So, 
I don't know. It's just a lot. So, I'm excited and I felt like I needed to talk about it. Because if you talk about it, then this lifestyle changes. You know, once you talk about it, you feel like you have to do them. Because, well, you're already telling people about them. This is me keeping myself accountable for the decisions I'm making. Do I have to necessarily lose weight to be able to do IVF? No. But when you go to the doctor early, like, let's say you just got married. You just went to the doctor and you're like, okay, we're thinking about starting to try in this month. The doctor is going to tell you, okay, you need to go on prenatals. You need to have a healthy diet. If you drink, you need to stop. If you smoke, you need to stop. Um, they tell you all the lifestyle changes that you need to make. Now, I know this is like IVF is heavily monitored and heavily medicated to be able to do these things. But that doesn't mean that I need to solely rely on my doctor. I also need to help myself. Um, I'm not again. I'm not looking to be a certain weight. I'm not looking to be a certain size. In no way can I lose all the weight that I think I need to lose in two months. But. With any lifestyle change, is not about the pounce or the look. It's about having a healthy lifestyle. And I think that's a way to keep it up. Even, you know, even after I am pregnant, I need to keep up the healthy lifestyle for my child. So, it's just a lifestyle change. And then after you've done it so long, it just becomes the new normal. And then, you're just a healthier person. So, this is me keeping myself accountable and telling all my invisible friends. Because I can't see you guys. um, About my... Adventure coming up. Now, some of you have reached out and told me your stories that are my friends and that I would have never thought that you guys had gone through something similar or that you guys needed a little more extra help to be able to have your little precious one. Um... And I'm just so amazed. Like, you never know who is struggling as bad as you are. I mean, there's people at work that come up to me and tell me stuff about, you know, their um, difficulties. And it's just with sharing this horrible thing that has happened, which is having the six miscarriages and infertility... I feel like I have gained so many more friends and I don't feel so alone. I feel like it's sad that we have that one thing in common 
but then it makes them feel like, hey, I'm here if you need me. <coughs> I'm sorry. And vice versa. So, reach out to your friends. You never know what they're going through. It doesn't necessarily have to be about infertility. It can be about work. It can be about your marriage. It can be about kids. It can be about your parents. I mean, anything. Anything really. Like, I'm a relatively new mother. Even though my kids are already advanced in age. Um, I'm a relatively new mother. So I have a lot of new experiences. And being able to reach out to family and um, talk to my husband about it. And talk to my best friend about it. It's just... It brings me validation like, hey, no, you're not crazy. This is just part of parenting. And again, I say I have wonderful kids. So it's not like I have horrible kids. But it's just... It brings you peace. To know like, hey, I'm not the only one going through this. Whatever it is. I'm just using parenting. Um. Anyways, that is my update. My rant for the day. I'm for sure coming back with another episode soon i don't know if i'll do that tomorrow but this week i have missed doing these i just really had to find the time to sit down and talk to you guys um but yeah i love it also i am cooking thanksgiving for us for me and my husband this year for the first time I usually go to my parents' house, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, wish me luck. Any advice you have, please send it my way. I'm waiting, and please bring it on. <laughs> I don't know how to cook a turkey. I have never cooked a turkey in my life. I have helped with Thanksgiving meal, but it's not the same thing as making it. Um, so, me and my husband are doing this for the first time, and we need all the help we can get. So, send me a voice message, send me a message, you guys have my email, you guys, if you don't, it's glinisp16 at gmail.com, and send me all the helps, give me all the stories, and I might come back with another Q&A for my next one. Because I've had a lot of questions throughout the times that I've been gone. So. If you're new. Welcome to my little community. I know you guys don't see the community. But I have one, okay? And I love it. I love that even though. I just sit and talk into my phone that there's people there that I can communicate with later. So, anyways, I'm going to go. Have a great and wonderful Saturday night. It's a Saturday night today and I'm off. Can you believe it? <laughs> anyways.
Um, Have a great Saturday night. And I will catch you guys sometime next week. And stay safe. Bye, guys.